Welcome to 49ers Access. My name is Sterling Bennett, and this is episode number 47 of the podcast. And today we are going to preview the 49ers Week 5 matchup against the Arizona, the undefeated Arizona Cardinals. And just about 30 minutes ago, we got arguably the biggest announcement of the season. The number three overall pick, Trey Lance out of North Dakota State, will make his NFL starting debut for the San Francisco 49ers, again in week five against the Arizona Cardinals. Has the tide turned? Can Trey Lance take over the quarterback position from Jimmy Garoppolo? What does this mean for the future? What does this mean for the now, that being in week five? And let's start there. What does this change mean for now? How does the offense change under Trey Lance? I think we can all agree it becomes more explosive. There's more designed runs for Lance. We've seen that almost the entirety of his tenure so far, his four games, his short tenure in San Francisco. Uh, we're going to see more throws down the field. Shanahan might feel the maybe the ability to take more chances downfield, uh, but also it opens up the offense. And with Mitchell back in the fold and Trey Sermon showing some signs of being a third-round pick, this Niners offense is becoming more dynamic on Sunday based on the simple fact of Trey Lance's physical talent. Now, we don't know what he looks like as a starter yet. That's clear. We will find out on Sunday. Again, kind of a one-week to prepare, but we don't have a full full offseason to kind of get his... Um, to get his feet wet. He's been kind of in and out of the offense. He didn't play one week, played this week. Again, like this is the first time we will see Trey Lance kind of in full force. And I'll tell you now, it's hard not to be excited. It's hard not to stumble over your words because this is something that I think every Niner fan has wanted for a while. Again, biding our time saying, Jimmy, lead us as far as you can. And then Trey take over. And hopefully for the next five years, uh, this is the case. Now again, though, what does it mean for Sunday? This means Arizona now has to, and it shouldn't be hard for them. And that's the thing. The, the Niners are facing a defense on Sunday that has Kyler Murray and sees him every single practice. That has seen him for the last three seasons practice. And, and it, they know how to, I don't want to say stop a quarterback like him, but they are pre- more prepared, I guess you could say, to face a mobile quarterback day in, day out. And one of their defenders today, uh, pretty sure it was Golden, Marcus Golden, their linebacker, defensive edge kind of guy. He said, well, Trey Lance is no Kyler Murray. And that's true. Like, Trey, Trey Lance is not Kyler Murray right now. And there should no, there should not be the expectation of that. But what this does is, is it forces Arizona to keep, to, to stay honest, to say, look, we can't just put six guys in the box, eight guys in the box, ten guys in the box. Now, whether that's just because Jimmy Garoppolo, I don't believe so, but it does contribute to that. So I think we are going to have to see Arizona scheme differently. You're going to have to game plan differently for a quarterback of Trey Lance's caliber simply because of the physical ability he brings to the offense, the dynamic ability he brings to the offense. And then it becomes, well, what does this mean in the future? What does this mean... Uh, in a week, two weeks, past the bye week, in a year. 
before we get into that, and again, we're going to do it very quickly here, but like this means on Sunday that guys like Chandler Jones, J.J. Watt, like they're not going to be able to get that pressure. What Lance can do, he can alleviate uh, maybe a collapsed pocket. He can buy Trent Williams and McGlinchey more time in the pocket. He can get Debo more open or kind of lead him to be more open. But like any other quarterback who, or any other system that changes quarterbacks, there is a transition period. Kyle Shanahan brought this up. You don't usually, at least with a quarterback like Jimmy Garoppolo, you don't usually, you're not practicing off-schedule plays with a quarterback like Garoppolo. But a luxury the teams have, like the Cardinals, the Chiefs, the Chargers, the, the Seahawks, they have the chemistry with their quarterbacks knowing there is likely going to be off-scheduled plays. Now, we will have to see how that looks with the week of practice with Lance and how the offense looks differently, but it's not easy going from quarterback Garoppolo to Lance for receivers and tight ends. And George Kittle may not play. He is uh, He's doubtful currently. Going to see how he looks. Hopefully he can play with the calf injury, but still, like this offense, while it has improved physically at the quarterback position, at the skill positions, there are going to be question marks. Is Kittle going to play? How much does he play? How much can he play? And what does the transition look like from Lance or Garoppolo to Lance? Because there is an adjustment receivers have to make. We saw it in preseason. Lance is throwing harder. Maybe he's, uh, you know, leading you a little more. Like, there is a transition period. Knowing to run to the quarterback for the off-schedule play to get open, to find his eyes. Like, there are going to be things against Arizona that are going to likely look sloppy, at least when that pocket breaks down, which is then when you'll see Lance run. Which, again, that's not a knock at all. That just is what it is. Like, if you can get me two to three, four yards, by all means, do it, Trey Lance, please. But again, like, I'm not expecting, or I am expecting there to be some bumps in the road. And that's not just on Trey Lance. That is on every single part of the offense. Like, Trey Lance's pocket awareness is different than Garoppolo's, for better or for worse. I think Trey Lance sometimes uh, goes through his progressions too quickly. I think sometimes he may be too eager to run to, you know, just, I think his mind is just get yards, just get yards. And while sometimes that works in a pressure situation, I do think there are times where he can kind of sit back a little longer, look around, go through each progression and see where the rat then hit him. Now, again, that's obviously a play-by-play circumstance, but I do think there are times where Lance maybe is a little too uh, quick on his feet, you can say, where he's looking to run simply because the game is too fast for him right now. Now, with the week under his belt, playing starting quarterback in practice, uh, knowing the full game plan, not just having a few plays scheduled for him or game plan for him in Shanahan's offense, uh, we might see a different Lance on Sunday. Now, it might not be a very different Trey Lance, but it could be a different Lance, at least from the perspective of pocket awareness, going through progressions, uh, and, and knowing he doesn't have to score immediately with you know six minutes on the clock down 14. like We might see a more relaxed Trey Lance. Now, I do believe that he's going to throw passes that are skipping on the ground. And that has to be cleaned up. Trey Lance right now is a quarterback that can hit you a 75-yard bomb, but then will miss on a five-yard out route to Kittle. you got to clean that up. I don't know if that's you know just being too overexcited, 
to being to being too amped up. I have no idea what that is. But set your feet. Like, Shanahan needs to, just like he does with Garoppolo, or tries to at least, get Lance relaxed early. Get him settled in. Get his feet under him. Give him quick, easy throws to make to kind of get him in rhythm early. Again, confidence is the biggest thing you want from any quarterback, but especially a rookie making his starting NFL debut. Like, that's that's one of the things Shanahan needs to do. And against a defense like Arizona's, who I'll put it bluntly, really isn't that great, giving up 6.7 yards per attempt through the air, like, they are very similar to San Francisco's defense in regards to how they... Uh, to how well they've been guarding against the pass. They've allowed seven touchdowns through the air. They do have some interceptions, but again, like I think with Lance, his ability to run can limit turnovers or can give him the ability to not have to force passes in there. And again, I do think if Shanahan can get him settled down early, we saw on Sunday against Seattle, Trey Lance looked a little rattled early when he had to come in at halftime. But after that, 8 for 19, 157 yards, two touchdowns, 41 yards on the ground, he looked like the dynamic presence everyone is expecting to see from the number three overall pick. 117.1 quarterback rating. Like what Trey Lance did on Sunday against Seattle showed you the building blocks, or, you know, think of it as a pyramid. The foundation is there to continue to build to become an elite quarterback. What Trey Lance showed on Sunday against Seattle, despite losing that game, was everything you wanted to see from a, a quarterback coming in at halftime. I don't want to say unprepared, but not expecting to play that much in that game. But he came in, did his job, and now he has an entire week to build upon that performance and hopefully fill this role in for Sunday's game. But that brings us to what does this look like in the future? What does this mean for Garoppolo? Is this now just uh, Garoppolo's gone it's Trey Lance's time. Like, Trey area has started. The Trey era has started. Uh, and I don't believe so. Um, the one thing Jimmy Garoppolo's minor injury does is, one, they have a game on Sunday. He misses one week of time. They have a bye week. Garoppolo will now have two weeks to get healthy. And if Lance comes out and balls, who knows what happens. But what the injury does, the minor injury, the short-term injury does, is it exonerates Kyle Shanahan and the Niners from having to make a season-long quarterback switch. It exonerates them from having to deal with the back-and-forth. If we go to Trey, we can't go back to Garoppolo. Now they can go back to Garoppolo. There is no pressure to keep with Trey Lance, even if he plays tremendous on Sunday against Arizona. There's a reason Kyle Shanahan hasn't started Trey Lance yet. Now, you can argue, is that because he hasn't gotten the opportunity to watch Lance in practice? I'm going to doubt that. Or is it because Lance hasn't gotten the opportunity to play in this offense in a regular season game, full four quarters with the starters? Maybe we can believe that a little more. But Garoppolo's short-term injury does take all the pressure off Kyle Shanahan, to where if Lance struggles... Then he can say, well, look, he wasn't ready. I'm going back to Garoppolo. And if Lance comes out and performs really well, let's say they beat the Cardinals. He has you know, 290 yards, 300 yards passing, and two touchdowns, one through the air, one on the ground, has no picks, and they beat them. They beat the Cardinals. Well, then Shanahan can say, now it's a quarterback competition. 
And obviously, people will pick their sides very Twilight-esque. Oh, I'm Team Garoppolo. Well, I'm Team Lance. And people are already there. But this is not a full-fledged Trey Lance takeover. What this is, is now we're playing the waiting game. Now we're playing the wait-and-see game. What can Lance do with four full quarters with the starters against a team that's 4-0 against a quarterback and a defense you are going to have to face for the next five years. What can you do? We know what Jimmy can do. He's a solid NFL quarterback. He's not great. He's not bad. He is who he is. He's the peanut the, the peanut butter and jelly of quarterbacks. Sometimes you're craving a peanut butter and jelly. They're sufficient on long road trips. They give you the protein, the sugar, and the carbs you need to keep going to be successful on your day of work. And Trey Lance is that nice steak, right? You crave it, you want it all the time, or maybe you're a ribs guy or you're an ice cream person. You crave an ice cream, you want that sweetness, you want that sugar, you want that cherry on top. That's Trey Lance. Now it's time for Trey to now push the boundary and make it a quarterback competition. Make everybody get a taste of that, the steak or the ribs or the ice cream, that cherry. Make, make them get a taste for that cherry on top. And if he can do that, now you have the entire fan base, likely some of the offense. Like, Shanahan was very clear about this. He said, I'll know, and the offense will know when they bought into Trey Lance. Well, sometimes all it takes is one game. He already had two quarters of successful quarterback play. Now, again, there are things that need to be cleaned up. But again, that's his first full half against starting caliber defenses with the starters on offense. That will come with time. Now he now he will have, or Shanahan and our fan, our, our fan base and the, the coaching staff, they'll have six full quarters of Trey Lance to see on Sunday with the Seattle game and Arizona game combined to make a decision. Is this now a quarterback competition? How is Lance carrying himself during the game, before the game, after the game? Win or lose, where's his mentality? How is he preparing? What is he learning from? And again, I'm not going to go in and go, look, it's Trey Lance's team, but we are now seeing, because it wasn't a quarterback competition in training camp. I didn't buy into that. That was a fan-made quarterback competition. And I understand why. But now we are creeping in to the category if Lance plays well on Sunday, even if they lose and Lance plays well, we are now seeing the building blocks and the push towards that quarterback competition. Then then we have a whole bye week to think about it. Shanahan gets two whole weeks to think about who he wants to start after the bye week. And we're sitting here, who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? Is Garoppolo healthy? Because once Garoppolo gets healthy, likely next week, and if he's not fully healthy next week during the bye week, he has an entire week to get ready for for week seven. Then we can see where we're at. We can assess the situation at the quarterback position. And it, and again, if Lance plays well, maybe Shanahan goes back to Garoppolo, lets him play well in Week 7, in hopes that they can increase his trade value. I have no idea. I don't see them trading Garoppolo this year. What I do see is 
this is now becoming what Garoppolo feared. And he knew this. That's why he wanted the push to play. He knew if he gave Lance just one sliver of hope, it could be gone. His job could be gone. Lance now has that sliver of hope to take Jimmy Garoppolo's job. But now we're playing the waiting game. What Trey Lance do we see on Sunday? Do we see Trey Lance we saw in the preseason, who's completing 46% of his passes, who's only good in the red zone, who's hitting on big plays, but not hitting on the easy the easy plays? Is you going to show up on Sunday? Are we going to see more Sherfield? If Kittle doesn't play, how does that impact the offense? There are a lot of factors going into Sunday's game against Arizona that a lot of people are yes, yes, are talking about, but aren't really taking into account of, like, all this affects Trey Lance just as it affects Jimmy Garoppolo. Ayuk not being in the offense affects Jimmy Garoppolo. It did affect the offense. If Kittle can't play, it does affect Trey Lance. Luckily, the offense is all healthy, at least the offensive line is. He's getting his running backs back. Arizona allows four, or excuse me, 5.4 yards on the ground per attempt. The worst in the NFL. If Kyle Shanahan wants to beat this Cardinals team, which I, obviously he does, you are going to want to keep the ball out of Kyler Murray's hand. How do you do that? Running the football. And if I'm Shanahan, I'm not calling this conservative offense. I'm saying we're going to establish the run and let Trey work. But we're not going to force Lance to make big throws. Make his life easy for him. Make his first start a comfortable start for him on the road in Arizona. Make this a start where he can get out there, they can establish the run, do some play action. He can maybe use his legs, hit a couple easy throws, whether it's Dwelly or Ayuk or Debo or whoever it is. And do your best to keep the ball out of Kyler Murray's hands. Have long, sustained drives. That's the key to Sunday's game. You are not going to stop Kyler Murray from scoring. You're just not. They are likely the best offense in the in the NFL so far this year. What Murray's been doing is MVP stuff. He is the MVP front runner right now. Like we, we are going against the MVP on Sunday, currently. With Christian Kirk and DeAndre Hopkins and, and AJ Green, big receivers, dynamic, fast receivers like Kirk and Hopkins. Guys who are who can go up and get it against anybody. Josh Norman looks healthy again. Drake Patrick played well against Seattle. Manuel Mosley played phenomenal against Seattle on DK Metcalf. Jimmy Ward and Tart looked better than they did against Green Bay. The defensive line came together as a unit on Sunday. The building blocks are there for a win against Arizona. They are. But it's going to be how long can you contain Murray, but also how long can you keep the ball out of his hands? You know, it's like the the game you play when you're young, monkey in the middle. Now, maybe that's taboo now. I have no idea. But I'll just say keep away. Calling it keep away for the sake of being uh, uh, PC. Um, the goal on Sundays play keep away against Kyler Murray. That's a hard thing to do with the a rookie quarterback who probably doesn't know the offense 100%, probably doesn't have his best offensive weapon outside of Debo Samuel, George Kittle, who has a calf injury. How is he going to react to that? 
the last thing you want is to see a, a performance where Lance looks like he's in over his head. And that comes into where coaching matters. Kyle Shanahan was outcoached against Green Bay. He was, I don't want to say outcoached against Seattle, but to a certain point you can make the argument of they were outcoached against Seattle. Now, I'm not going to come in here and start firing shots at Kyle Shanahan, but this the, the narrative of this game is like all eyes are going to be on Trey Lance. It is now Kyle Shanahan's job to not scheme the perfect game because Lance has the ability to make up for an imperfect scheme or an imperfect game plan. But it's now Kyle Shanahan's job, job to establish Lance's confidence early, establish the run, get him confidence, move the ball, let him run the clock down, take it to one every single time. Keep Kyler Murray off the field. Like It's not easy to do, but these are keys to victory. Long, sustainable drives, getting Lance confidence early, quick outs to Zayuk and Debo, getting the run established, getting play action established. And the lovely thing about Trey Lance, and there's many things to love about Lance, is that he is, at least right now, he's a run-first quarterback. Simply because I don't think he knows the offense yet, 100%. Now, that comes with time. It's week five. Maybe he has 80% down. That's enough to win. Garoppolo came into the offense in 2017, won five games in a row without knowing the entirety of the offense, and I hate to break it to you. Or maybe I don't hate to break it to you. Maybe I'm happy to tell you this. Trey Lance is a better quarterback now than Garoppolo was in 2017. Simply based off the ability to make the off-schedule play out of the pocket. And, well, I do love Garoppolo, and I do not think his tenure's over just yet. People need to pump the brakes on that. He's not done. Shanahan said if Garoppolo was healthy, he would have played. This buys him time. Just like Garoppolo bought Lance time to get ready to take over his job, Trey Lance is now going to buy time for Garoppolo to retake his job when he's healthy, unless Lance shows out, even in a loss. But on Sunday, there are some matchups we have to look with we, we have to watch. Byron Murphy, he's out. For the Cardinals. Who's guarding Debo? If Byron Murphy's out, is it Robert Alford? Marco Wilson, probably? Like, I'm sorry. The advantage goes to San Francisco. If you're looking at a position to take deep threat to make the deep play at, it's against Marco Wilson. Matched up against Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel so far this year, 490. Receiving yards, the second most through four games in 49ers history, only behind Jerry Rice's 522 he got in 1995. That season, Rice finished with 1,848 receiving yards, which stood until Calvin Johnson broke it. Pretty much what I'm saying is, Debo Samuel is having the greatest start to a 49er season since, or for receivers, since Jerry Rice in 1995. Insane. Insanity. If you're looking for a matchup here, it is Trey Lance and Debo Samuel versus Marco Wilson. Like, this, like, that to me is, 
you got a target. Like, just like how Green Bay said, look, we're going to attack Dante Johnson and uh, Demo Lenore on the final drive of the game. And I'm not comparing Dante Johnson and Lenore to, to Marco Wilson, but he's your best receiver going against the second-string, third-string cornerback in Arizona. You have to force-feed Debo, at least for a little bit, in this game. See what Wilson can do. Take some shots downfield. Keep this defense honest. Byron Murphy's not playing. If I you can get some like like there's there's openings here where the Niners can take shots with Lance. Even if Garoppolo is playing, I would still say, look, you gotta take some shots. Now because Lance is here and he can buy them time, he can do the off schedule stuff. And hopefully, if Shanahan can ease him into the game, it builds his confidence. There's no reason to not be trying to take you know Marco Wilson's head off and beat him for you know two plays that are 60 plus yards. Like there's no reason to like that again. Like along with you know, long sustainable drives, attacking Marco Wilson in the absence of Byron Murphy is huge. That's something you have to do, have to do. You have to feed your best offensive players when the other team has a weaker defensive player or missing an equal to or better secondary piece like Byron Murphy who's going to be out this week. The other guys who are out, Chase Edmonds, Eno Benjamin, Max Wilson, excuse me, Max Williams, they're all questionable. You're talking about their top running back in Chase Edmonds, their rookie Eno Benjamin. They're going to rely on James Conner who really isn't that good. Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> like, the Niners are allowing 4.5 yards per carry. That's not great by any means. It's like top wor- or top 10 worst in the NFL. By all means, it's not great. But what Edmonds brings to the Arizona offense is a pass-catching back that can beat anybody. Like, they're averaging 4.4 yards per carry offensively. That is going to go down by a large portion if Edmonds and Benjamin can't play because James Conner's not that great of a back anymore. He's got a lot of injuries. Not as healthy as he used to be. Not as explosive as he used to be. And if Max Williams can't play, and again, I'm assuming these guys are, but if they're limited, it helps. If Max Williams can't play, their second string tight end's also out. It could be the third string tight end, Demetrius Harris, playing tight end this week. Like, if... Arizona could be out their starting running back, their top two tight ends, and their starting cornerback. It is imperative that this Niners team capitalizes on the absences of some of Arizona's best players. It's going to be hard, not going to be easy by any means. The Niners might miss out on Kinlaw and Ebukam, who have injuries. K1 Williams is still out with a calf injury. Like, these teams... Just based on, uh, besides like Murray and Lance, Murray's obviously better. The Niners receiving core is not as good as Arizona's by any means. But because the Cardinals are missing some players in key positions like running, like if Arizona can't run the football, it's going to mean this game is in Kyler Murray's hands. And while I do believe Murray can definitely take care of business, it does limit what the offense can do, which then allows the Niners' defense to then key in on the passing attack of Arizona. They don't have to play 
on its defense, knowing that Arizona can't run the ball. And flip it, some of you would argue that Trey Lance is a better quarterback than Garoppolo, or at least what he brings to the offense makes it more dynamic, meaning now Arizona has to play more honest defense, especially with, with Mitchell and Sermon both healthy for the first time this year besides week one, and both active for the first time all season together. Like, this... Shanahan can't get out coached again. And the building blocks for a win, the building blocks to have all these have all these mismatches are there for San Francisco. The quarterback, Trey Lance, helps. Healthy running backs, helps. No Kittle hurts you, but the offensive line's healthy. Lance's ability to run can make up for Kittle's... Can make up for the lack of George Kittle on Sunday. Ross Dwelly is a fine enough tight end to, while he may miss some blocks here and there, Lance's ability to, to escape pressure can kind of negate that. Arizona's missing their top cornerback. The Niners have all the receivers healthy. In arguably a more explosive offense, a more explosive passing attack with Lance on the field. Like this game, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be simple. It's not going to be, well, well, everything you're saying is saying San Francisco should win. No, 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 no. What I'm saying here is, is that if you're looking for an upset or looking for uh, Arizona to lose a game, it's going to be on Sunday for San Francisco. Like, that's just, it's just the way it is. Because everything, and again, I know I've said this plenty of times, the mixed matches that San Francisco has favors them a ton, more so than Arizona currently. Like, I believe in DK Metcalf, or excuse me, I believe in Emmanuel Mosley to, who this, I, I don't want to say locked up Metcalf, but who, to a certain degree, shut him down, limited him. I, I think he will play a bigger role against DeAndre Hopkins. Like, last year we saw Sherman struggle against him and Verrett lock him down. Verrett's been at the facility, been talking to guys, been showing them, this is what I did, this is how I schemed against him, this is how I played him. I think we'll see that on Sunday. And for for uh, for the odds of this game to be uh, four and a half favoring the Cardinals, I mean, come on. Like, it's plus five against the spread for San Francisco. I'm taking that. Simply because what San Francisco can now do and uh, the mixed matches they have, it opens the door for a potential upset. I'm not saying that door is wide open, but it's creaked open a little bit. You know that that's the door opening for a potential upset. <laughs> like the weaknesses that Arizona has, San Francisco now has the ability to exploit them exponentially. The injuries they have, San Francisco can exploit them exponentially. And luckily for San Francisco, the only really key person they're missing is George Kittle. Like, if this was last year and Garoppolo's out, sky's falling, we're not winning. But now we have a competent backup quarterback that can do more things. That can lead this offense, actually, for once under Shanahan's tenure besides Garoppolo. And, again, if this was last year, 
Game over. Cardinals are winning. No doubt about it. But, and despite how good Arizona has been, Trey Lance opens that door. That opens that door for an upset. And I hate to say this, I, I wouldn't even call it an upset. Because San Francisco is a good team. They just play in a tough division, have had injuries, and it's things, the balances haven't gone their way. Having a rookie defensive coordinator doesn't help them late in the game against Green Bay. Like, there are things, the small things, that have to get cleaned up, and they know this. And it's frustrating to watch. It's infuriating to see them lose against Green Bay, lose against Seattle, despite dominating the entire first half of that game. But this game against Arizona, I mean, yes, San Francisco doesn't have the best passing defense. They just don't. But, it's top 10 in the NFL. And yes, Arizona's a little better than them, but they're very similar. But that's against teams they're facing Garoppolo. Trey Lance burned that Seattle defense in that second half, especially in the fourth quarter. I do think if Shanahan can get him comfortable, like we will see fourth quarter against Seattle, Trey Lance, where he had 117 yards. Like, Trey Lance's ability to keep them in the game with big plays is there. It's about building consistency with him. Hitting the five-yard outs. And with him on the field, get him comfortable. The offense is primarily healthy besides Kittle. And Kittle might play, but is doubtful still, obviously. Again, the store's open. And while San Francisco is minus five in turnover differential, like they had to get turnovers against Murray. They just do. And Murray will Murray will give them up for sure. Like Murray's given up uh four interceptions this year. He will throw the ball away. Trey Lance has not. And again, that will come. I'm not saying Lance is not gonna give the ball up for interceptions here and there, but he didn't do it in college. And the more consistency he plays, or the more consistently he plays, he will not give the ball up against Arizona or against other teams, whoever they may be. Like, there are times Arizona is reckless with the football. We saw it against the the Vikings. We saw it against Jacksonville, where they could have lost both of those games. Like, the Cardinals are 4-0, but they are not a great 4-0. They are a good 4-0. But they could easily very well be 2-2. Two and two. San Francisco could easily be 4-0 right now as well. Like, that's like... These teams are not too far off from being flip-flop records. Like, this is the NFL. <laughs> that's how it goes sometimes. But, like, the Arizona is no juggernaut. I'm not expecting this, you know, huge spread of 7.5. It's 4.5 right now. And I would take San Francisco for sure to get the upset in this game. Or it's a good bet at least. Because this game is like these teams are much closer than people think they are. Last year, Chandler Jones was eating McGlinchey and eating Williams alive. He ain't had a sack in four weeks or three weeks, excuse me. He's, he, he had five sacks week one and hasn't done squats since. JJ Watt's still there. He's having a good season again, but. Lance can now maneuver in the pocket and escape those sacks. He can buy them time. He can move the ball down the field. 
and I love Garoppolo, but with Lance and there are, there are distinct differences in what they do. And I do think the offense, while it while maybe Lance doesn't know the entirety of the game plan yet or the entirety of the playbook yet, I think we will see some big plays. And on Sunday, it'll force Arizona to stay um, honest against this Niners offense. And also, let's be very clear here. I mentioned it earlier, Shanahan has gotten outcoached twice this year. If you get outcoached by Cliff Kingsbury, like, there's no excuses there. Kingsbury's not a good coach. He's a coach that has been saved by good players. He's like he's like Luke Walden with the Lakers. Or Luke Walden when he was with the Golden State Warriors. And obviously I'm not trying to compare Kingsbury and Walden. But like what has happened to him is his Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, AJ Green, that defense, they have saved him from being fired. Shanahan has every ability, and I believe he will outcoach Cliff Kingsbury on Sunday. He has to. He has to. And he can. And I think he will. And I think the Niners will beat the Cardinals on Sunday. I do. I didn't pick them to beat Seattle. I didn't think they were going to. But something just feels different with the injuries, with Lansan, with Kingsbury's just utter incompetence at times. I do think this game is it has to be a get-right game. And I do think we do eventually see the building blocks of Trey Lance taking over. I don't think it's immediate. But I do think that thought process starts to creep into the minds of the offense. And starts creeping up into the minds of Kyle Shanahan. Of maybe this guy's ready. And now he'll have two weeks to prep for week seven. I like those odds. I do. Had a whole week in the offense for the first time. He'll have four quarters to prep. I believe in Trey Lance, at least for this week against this team in Arizona. And we'll see what the future holds. But, again, I'm not buying in just yet. Because I do love Trey Lance. I wanted to pick him. I screamed Lance while others were saying fields. And I'm excited to see what he can do on Sunday. I love this kid. I love what he can bring to this franchise. And I do believe we do see the building blocks, and then uh, we do see maybe that thought process or, or or those thoughts start to creep into the Niners players' minds of maybe it's time we make that transition. Or maybe we just see more Trey Lance come Sunday by Sunday while Garoppolo continues to be a starter. Like, this is the time where if Trey Lance wants to buy himself more playing time, it starts this Sunday. And you can even argue it started last Sunday against Seattle. And it can and it's going to carry through this Sunday against Arizona. But I think we can all agree it's, a, it's an exciting time to be a Niner fan. It's been a long offseason. It's been kind of a dragging regular season of a... We should have won a couple games. Like, there's been this kind of weird fog over the fan base, at least for myself, of... This looming, when is Lance going to play? Like, Garoppolo's not playing bad, but he's not playing to what we've seen him do before. The offense has kind of struggled. There's been un- unnecessary storylines going around of Kittle's health, Brandon Ayuk. It's kind of been this weird funk. And Trey Lance on Sunday, if he plays well, like that fog will lift a little bit. 
and we'll have more clarity as to what this season holds and, and what, you know, the gamble of taking Trey Lance could be in the future and and, 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 and what his potential can be and, and what he'll bring to this offense under Kyle Shanahan with Kittle and, and Debo and Ayuk when they're all fully healthy again. Uh, and again, this Sunday's big. It's like it, it, you have to win. This is a must-win game. You cannot fall to 0-2 in the division, especially with the Rams beating the Seahawks and the Cardinals beating the Rams. Like You cannot be the only 0-2 team in the division, especially if you want a chance to either win the division or, or make the wild card. This is, it, it's, a, it's a good NFC conference. You're in a, the best division in football, arguably. So you, this is a must-win game. You got to outcoach. You have to outcoach Kingsbury. You got to get Lance comfortable. You have to contain Kyler Murray with long, sustainable drives and take the turnovers he gives you. He, they will give the ball up. I promise. Play consistent football in the trenches, and play keep away. And the Niners can, and I think they do win this game. I have them winning thirty to twenty-six. I had them going to three and two on the year, improving to one and one in the division. I have Arizona suffering their first loss of the season. But again, that all comes down onto how Trey Lance plays and how this offense can adapt to his play style. It all comes down to that adaptability. They want to talk about next man up. Well, the next man's up, that being Trey Lance, how do the rest of them adapt? to his playing style? How does Lance adapt to the Shanahan offense? Ooh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun Sunday, uh, and I cannot wait to watch it. Uh, I think it's a 105 start in Arizona. going to be fun. NFC West Division Football, again, 30-26. I have San Francisco winning. And to keep up with who's in, who's out, who's latest and active, who's the latest starter, is Jimmy Garoppolo going to start in two weeks, three weeks? If you want to know all that stuff, will Lance continue to start? Will he be named starter of the future? To know all that stuff, will George Kittle play on Sunday against Arizona? To know everything about this team, you are going to want to follow us on social media, at 49ers Access, Twitter, at 49ers underscore access, again, Instagram, 49ers.access, Twitter, 49ers underscore access. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, leave a review, enjoy the game on Sunday, ladies and gentlemen. The Trey Lance era has officially begun, sort of, kind of, possibly. We will see. It's an exciting time again to be part of the faithful. My name is Sterling Bennett. This has been the 49ers Access Podcast. And until next time, stay faithful.